0: Greeny with Mike
1: Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Thursday night football, the Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Not all that sexy, right? Wrong. Chris Carlin, Greeny in for, or Chris Carlin and Booger McFarlane in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Mike White, Booger McFarlane, Mike White was the talk of the NFL this past Sunday As he took over his first career start, 26 years old, drafted in the fifth round by the Cowboys in 2018, but cut plenty of times over the years, and he lit up the Cincinnati Bengals for 405 yards. Your takeaway right now with the Jets quarterback situation with Mike White.
0: Well, I think Mike White came in. uh, He was forced into duty, and he played very admirably. Um, I don't think this is a quarterback competition. I don't think that there is any way, shape, or form that it needs to be shaped that way. I think Mike White had a good outing, It's like Cooper Rush had a good outing. Are we banking on Cooper Rush throwing for 300 every Sunday? No. Are we banking on Mike White throwing for 400 every Sunday? No. So let's just take it for what it is, which is a very good outing. Uh, we don't have to necessarily rush Zach Wilson back, but we all know who the franchise quarterback is and is going to be. So let's not go any further than
2: that, Mr. Carlin. Okay, I agree. I agree that, in fact, you can't expect very much from Mike White. And so many times when we see a backup quarterback come off the bench uh, for a week and have a big week, you start to think, well, is this the next Kurt Warner? Yeah, well, it's all settled down on that. However, if Mike White just plays well, Booger, I think that's an exceptionally good thing for the New York Jets on a couple of fronts number one they need to win games right now with a younger football team one of the two or three youngest teams in the league based on the day and this is not something that they're used to building in terms of a culture and that's what Robert Sala is trying to do that's what Joe Douglas is trying to do so as far as tanking I don't think that was something that was even going to enter the fray here, especially when they have a second first-round pick uh, this coming year. It's important for them to win games. But secondly, you know, isn't it important at some point, if White is playing well, for Wilson to know that the job is not gifted to him, that he's going to have to fight through adversity when he's not playing well in the middle of his development?
0: No, I'm not necessarily going to even remotely agree with that. Um quarterbacks are different man. Like we all go by this theory in National Football League that it's competition every job is up for uh to basically the highest bidder based on uh who wins the job except the quarterback position because that position is so mental. Just look no further than Carson Wentz. It's so mental. You need that guy locked in. The position is so mental that Frank Reich took ownership of a left-handed interception that Carson Wentz threw by saying, "Hey, That's on me. Huh? Yeah. So understand how mental this position is. So you do not want a guy in his first year even remotely thinking that, hey, I got to go out and battle for my job. Not only do I got to worry about the playbook and worrying about deciphering these defenses and make sure that I stay alive because my offensive line isn't necessarily playing well. I got to worry about the guy behind me trying to take my job. Have you ever seen Tom Brady on the sideline when he sits down and and they hand him the blue tablet? Mm Mm-hmm. Notice what happens. The other quarterbacks come stand around him and try to help him. Mm-hmm. They have conversations. How's that going to work when the guy that's trying to help you also wants your job? So that's why you can't have competition at that position, especially during the season. Now, if we want to have a training camp competition when there's no game to prepare for, when we're trying to see who the best man for the job, I'm all for it. But once told me to leather first game, I need to know who my guy is, I need to know that he's 100%
2: invest it and the backup needs to be the backup well the jets they've shown they're going to do what they have to do for zach wilson to be their guy like they went out this past week uh, during the bye and brought in his personal quarterback coach john beck to be on the staff for the rest of the year and i kind of look at that as like a translator right it First of all, they lost Greg Knapp tragically before the season started. Matt Kavanaugh came on. So that threw a major monkey wrench into some of the plans in helping to develop him because Greg Knapp was already developing that relationship with Zach Wilson. So they bring in somebody from the outside who maybe can can not just act like a translator, but somebody that's truly going to be able to get on the same page with what the Jets want and with what's best for Zach Wilson to become that franchise quarterback. I don't think for a second that the Jets have any designs on Mike White being that franchise quarterback after one game. No way. Here's the other part. Playing well the rest of the year if you're white. I guess I'll preface this with my question here. Does Zach Wilson come back when he's healthy no matter what? Yes. No matter what? Mike White goes for 300 tonight. He's playing.
0: Zach Wilson is the future. The Jets aren't going anywhere right now. So this year is entirely and solely about the development of Zach Wilson. That's why you hire John Beck. That's why you put all your resources in place. That's all this year is about because after this season, you need to feel very comfortable in saying, we got the right guy. Now let's go out and invest and build around him. So I don't care. Like Mike White can come out tonight, Chris, and he can throw for 350 and three. And and, and, and and the Jets can score forty doesn't matter because at some point you're going to realize uh, as a wise philosopher once told me water finds its level it, it it always finds its level and so therefore Mike White is going to continually be who he is. He didn't just magically change overnight, okay? So your future is Zach Wilson, regardless of what happens tonight and next week when Zach Wilson is healthy, he plays.
2: Do you think differently? I think at this point, as long as White is playing well, he's out there. Oh, come on, Chris. Yeah. What am I saying to the rest of my team if I'm not giving them the best chance to win? And I'm not saying that. I I look at this, if White's playing well enough to help their team win and he's doing a better job than Wilson is in the moment, yeah, I'm playing him because I want to give my team a chance to get used to winning to see what that looks like. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for a a rookie quarterback to be sitting for a few weeks. The first time I see Mike White not play well, I'm putting him back in, okay? But I also think watching from the sidelines for a few weeks, and not taking it for granted is not the worst thing either. Well, I
0: he's don't, watching right now though. Like he he's hurt, and so he's right. watching now, and so you basically want him healthy, holding the clipboard, shooting guns. If watching. Mike
2: White is playing at that level, let's be clear. And the Jets are winning a couple of games here and there. The Jets are two and five. I
0: mean, at what level do you think Mike White is gonna play to get them out of the two and five hole?
2: And look, if the let's just say hypothetically.
0: Oh, I love these.
2: Well, hang on a second. Is it out of the him. is it out of the realm of possibility that he can't play well again?
0: They are at the Colts tonight. They right. have the Bills, Dolphins, at Texans, Eagles, Saints. So the schedule is very, very manageable. Yes. Uh the game against the Colts probably won't win. Probably won't beat the Bills. So Mike White is going to wind up being one and two in his uh tenureship. Now, do you bring him back uh if if Zach is healthy against the Dolphins?
2: Mm. If White is one and two and he hasn't played great, he's played like a backup quarterback, there's no doubt I'm bringing Zach back. No question. But if if Mike White somehow has them at 2-1, and, and he wins a game like tonight that maybe they're not supposed to, I don't think they're beating the Bills either, and he's played well, and he hasn't turned the football over a lot, I don't know how I can not keep playing him.
0: Let me put this in your terms. Let me ask you a question. All right? Are you a regular hamburger guy or are you a turkey burger guy?
2: I can go either way, you know, any port in a storm. But regular, I would okay. say. G-
0: generally speaking, most Americans are regular burger guys. Right. Now, every now and then, we will dip our toe into the Turker-Burgie family. Yep. Um, and we will try to figure out, hey, maybe we're on a diet. Maybe we want to do something different. So let's try the turkey burger and, and see if we are healthy. We're not sticking with the turkey burger forever, buddy. I'm going back to that ground beef, and I'm going to get some mayo and American cheese and bacon well done. All right? I'm going to put it in a wrap because I'm not a fan of bread, as I've told you. But I'm going back to the real deal.
2: But if I'm at a restaurant where the turkey burger is better than the regular burger, which is There's no such
0: restaurant. uh, There is no such restaurant in America where that's the
2: case. It's possible. And 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 the only reason I say is the turkey burger is – one of the most controversial uh, food items that there is because it can be horrible in one place and it can be great in another place.
0: Yeah, I would generally say that you're probably eating at the wrong spots. Maybe you should come out of those spots and go to (laughs) normal restaurants. Um, But my whole point is this, all right? Mike White, turkey burger, Zach Wilson. He is like a, a... a T-bone that's been ground uh, ground up with a filet, a little bit of ribeye, and it's grounded up, and you got some good ground meat. You season it with a little salt and pepper. You're going to cook it well done because I like all my stuff done. I don't need anything rare, medium. I, I don't I don't need to see any pink, okay? Are you an yeah. American? I mean, come on. I'm very American, <laughs> all right? Um, Zach Wilson, regular burger. Mike White, turkey burger. You never, ever, 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 ever venture too far away from the regular burger. Well, you may you, try the turkey burger.
2: If you like it well done, I don't think there's anything wrong with leaving Zach Wilson on the grill a little bit longer before he's ready. <laughs> it is Booger and Chris in for Grinny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Up next, Aaron Rodgers is out this week. So what is reasonable to expect from Jordan Love? We discuss on Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker at play ESPN Radio.
3: Greenie the podcast. macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder
4: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space Carson Wentz is
2: unvaccinated, right? Every time I've seen him on the sideline, he's wearing a mask, right? When he comes off the field, he puts a mask on. When he goes to shake hands after the game, he has a mask on. Rodgers hasn't done any of that. This
1: has to be taken out of the Green Bay Packers' hands.
2: Aaron Rodgers out Sunday. COVID protocol. Plenty of discussion about his whole vaccination status. Did he lie? Did he not lie? How's this going to play out? That aside... The football angle is equally as interesting. It's week 10 in college football on Saturday on ABC and ESPN Radio. We've got Washington hosting number four, Oregon, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with a home loan to fit your needs. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit them at crosscountrymortgage.com. So Jordan Love, Booger McFarlane along with Chris Carlin, and for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Jordan Love gets the start this week for the Green Bay Packers. And in some ways, it's a small preview for what their future may hold if Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, out after this season. We already talked about the fact that the line went up five points from 2.5 to 7.5 in favor of the Chiefs. What is fair to expect from Jordan Love for the Packers to have a chance to win this game?
0: Well, if the game plan is very similar to what they had against um, the Arizona Cardinals, which is they ran the football a lot, man. I mean, they got two really good backs. Uh, Dylan, Jones, an offensive line is pretty good. I think David Bakhtiari is going to come back really soon, so it's only going to get better. Um, I know Lazard is back. Is Devontae Adams back? I don't believe so, but I will double-check. Yeah, that, that, that would be since he missed last Thursday, uh, and the game is Sunday. So I, I would think he would be back by now. But if, if he's not, then uh, the game plan is, <clears throat> excuse me, is definitely going to be run the football a lot. If he is back, I do think Jordan Love can be a little bit more explosive because you know Devontae is going to be where he should be, and you got to feed him the football since he's going to be the, your weapon on the outside. I think he'll play a lot better than people think. Here's why. In order for the Chiefs to stop the run, they're going to have to bring the safety down and play the numbers game, meaning it's going to be one-on-one on the outside. If Devontae's back, now you got Devontae Lazard on the outside. Uh, they can win one-on-one matchups. And if Jordan Love is worth a grain of salt, he, he can complete balls against man coverage, and he can hit a, a, a ton of screens. So expect the Packers to run a lot of screens, a lot of uh, man coverage, and I think they can have a really good game. The key will be the Packer defense. If the Packers defense plays up to par, then the game will be close and the game won't get out of hand. If Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill hit for a couple deep shots and it's 17-3, now it becomes tougher and tougher to run the football and stay in the game. So this game plan is all going to be dictated by how the Packers defense plays. Uh, Defensive coordinator Joe Barry missed the last game with COVID. He should be back. We can double check that along with Devontae Adams to see if both of those guys are going to come back. But if they are back then to me that side of the ball determines who wins this game
2: they were hopeful to get adams back today out of covid but he has he has still been sidelined on the covid list it has not come through as of yet that he is going to be back and
0: so if he's not back today then there's hope for friday and or saturday so it sounds like he's trending toward being back by sunday
2: it, it does sound like that and i i think that um you know for love this is not about going nuts all over the place. This is about taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves, and there are plenty of them because I watched the other night the Chiefs and the Giants, and the Chiefs were begging the Giants to take that game. They, they were just absolutely begging them to take that game. And, and right now there is, I don't know if I should call it a crisis of confidence with Kansas City, but it looks like they just – have lost their way a little bit. Not completely, but it looks like they've lost their way a little bit. Fair to say at this point? Yeah,
0: it's fair. What do you think is the problem? I'd be curious because people have asked me for the last couple weeks, what's the issue? And, you know, of course I give the analytical uh, answer. You know, the the defense is bad. Daniel Sorensen is on the field. The quarterback is doing too much. The offensive line is bad. I'd be curious from a guy – uh, who's been around the world almost 70 years. You've seen a lot of quarterback play. I have. And a lot of
2: Tarkenton, I mean, yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly. So yeah. no doubt about it. And Johnny, you and all those guys. Yep. Um, what do you see from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs?
2: I see somebody that right now is kind of facing his first bit of real adversity in struggling to win games. And I, I don't see that other teams have figured him out, but I think there are times where he looks – a little bit more unsure than he has ever looked. Like, he has never looked unsure on the field. So, I wouldn't go as far as to say, like I said, a crisis of confidence, but I would say that he does not play right now with that same, and I hate this word, swagger that he usually plays with. I think he's, there are times where he's kind of questioning himself right now.
0: Entertain me when I say this and be very, very... Um, honest, and, and don't be afraid to say that I'm totally wrong. Mm. I, I think life is happening right before Patrick Mahomes' eyes, uh, and here's what I mean by that. Patrick is what 24, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a fiance. He's got a new daughter named Sterling. Uh, he's a dad. Uh, right before our eyes, his interest and his time commitments have been dispersed in other areas. No longer is just football, football, football. And I, I think he's just going through a maturation process. It's not a reason. It's just how life evolves. We got to be able to adjust. And he's a young guy. Okay, I was thirty when I had my first kid. It's an adjustment at thirty when I was, you know, I was done playing ball. So imagine being the quarterback and being hailed as the most talented guy that the position has ever seen, and the expectations are through the roof. Now on top of that, you're about to get married uh, soon. You have a new daughter. Uh, all the things that in the expectations and and the ways in which you're being pulled. I just think he's just going through an adjustment in life and talent usually always wins out. He's going to wind up being as good as he's ever been at some point. He's just going through an adjustment period. Do you buy any
2: of that? Some of it or
0: none of it at all.
2: Well, I've never had children because I've never been interested in responsibility, so that's number one. That's I've, not
0: the reason I would have given, but keep going.
2: Well, I'm married for 15 years. I've never had children. That's just, okay. You well, know, yeah. Listen, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, I like to play golf. Anyway, uh, the other point here is I it's hard to for me to kind of understand that and put it on him, to be fair, but I could see it. I don't think it's 100% wrong. I could absolutely see it when – All of the dynamics of your life have been surrounded by football for basically what? The last 15 years at least? Something like that? And now it is all of a sudden changing to where you do have to divert some of your attention elsewhere. And that could be it. That could absolutely be it. Because I do watch him and he doesn't play with that same... Um, just lack of indecision. And he seems like he has a little bit more of it right now. And I get it. I think the kid's entitled, considering how lights out he has played uh, this thus far through his entire career. It's Chris Carlin, Booker McFarlane on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Up next, we've got to take you on a quick little spin around the league and the games coming this weekend, and we're not going to do it alone. Oh, no, no, no. Special guest joins us in a moment. Chris and Booger for Greening, ESPN Radio, and on your smart speaker at Play, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
3: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane, in Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. We are coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Right now, Booger, we welcome in Damian Woody, our ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio, brought to us by Straight Talk. And straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. i got to start here because we've had a couple of different things pop up over the last few days. Last week, Booger McFarlane made the decision on a whim to go in and get his back waxed. And then he then threw down the gauntlet to Nuno and to Bubba, our producers on the show, and they went and did it this past week, showed the receipts to prove it. Have you ever... On any waxing of any sort?
1: I have not. I have not. And I don't plan on doing anything of the sort <laughs> at all. It does not sound relaxing at all. Booger. Very, very relaxing. D wood. I find that very hard to believe. Booger. <laughs> very, I find Listen, you're my dog and everything, but I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> well, r-
0: you know, relaxing may be too strong of a word. Maybe soothing is a better word.
1: What, what what is soothing about it? I mean, like, like, tell me, what is soothing about it?
0: Well, you know, the, the fact that as I share with the guys, the older I get, the less and less tolerant of hair I've become. Okay, uh, as you as you can tell, <laughs> well, hey, you can say that. As you can tell, based on my head, um, I, I just try to shave everything off, and so you can't reach the back. And it's like, okay, I, on a whim, I see this place, and it's like. Uh yeah. Let's go ahead and, and try this and get
1: this done.
2: And he, came, he said he came out feeling like a new man.
1: Oh, felt I thought, good, man. Was this like the wife wife's orders? Like, did she put this down? Like, no, 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 no
0: not at all. This is this is strictly all on me. I was driving mm-hmm. and happened to you know how you are driving and you pass the Chick Fil A and you don't see anybody in line and you whip in there. Yeah, it was it was very it was very much the same way.
1: Really. Yeah, fascinating. Yes,
2: yeah, just out of nowhere, fascinating. That, that absolutely threw me for a loop. But now I'm considering it, and I listen. I don't want to put that job on anybody because <laughs> that's some heavy lifting. And, and there's, and, and, there's going to be and a nice Chris. Think, tip about, this, for Chris. You. Chris, think
0: they, about this, Chris. Chris, think about this. Church by acreage. <laughs> well, if and when you do it, I've heard that the gray hair is is less painful, so you should be good.
2: I do not have a lot of gray hair at all. <laughs> I do not. Uh, secondly. Uh Booger has stated today that he loves his burgers, any kind of steak, any sort of that well done wants it wants no pink in there whatsoever. your
1: response um I used to be like that, but I am now a medium to medium plus type guy and is that because you enjoy flavor? Yes. I enjoy flavor. If your steak is burnt, there's no flavor. No, no,
0: to it. no. See, there's a difference. I didn't say burnt. I just said no pink in the middle. Well done. There's a difference. A good chef can get no pink without it being
1: burnt. Uh, that listen. I used to think like that, but booger. I have evolved. <laughs> I, have, I have evolved. That's the key word. Evolved. I have evolved, and I, you know, I think you you dry up the steak when you cook it too too much. And you and you leave some of that flavor. The flavor starts to leave the steak when you when you cook it that long. I do not. So, which judge. would
0: you rather have, D Wood? Which would you rather have? A steak from Peter Luger's or a great burger from whatever you think is the best burger place of your choice? That Peter Luger's is really good. It is really good, really good. I is that write. your answer?
2: Huh? Is I, that your answer, Peter Luger's? Yeah. Okay. Right. Here's, here's a little challenge for you. Next time you go to Piger Luger's, if you go there for lunch, maybe get the burger. It's
1: there you go. Okay. Now uh, we cook in. Okay, outstanding. Okay, I will, I, will, I will do that.
2: If I had steak at lunch at Piger Luger's, I'd be out by 2.30 for the rest of the afternoon. I'd be like a horse shot with a tranquilizer. Down. <laughs> I'd be absolutely done. It is Booger McFarland and Damian Woody joining us. Chris Carlin here in for Greenie on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. All right. What was your immediate reaction when you heard the news about Aaron Rodgers and how this is unfolding?
1: Aaron Rodgers trying to play us for a fool. Really, literally. Like, you know, the fact that, you know, when they add, when the media asks a question, point blank, are you vaccinated? First word he said was yeah. Yeah. I'm immunized. And then as the conversation went on, he talked about his teammates and saying like, yeah, you know, basically whatever they decide to do if they if they're vaccinated or they're not vaccinated, I'm not going to judge them, implying that well, I'm vaccinated, but if they choose not to be vaccinated, I'm not going to look, you know, look look at them in any different manner or anything like that. That you're deceiving you're deceiving people, and and I think the bigger question is, we know the Green Bay Packers knew know of Aaron Rodgers' vaccination vaccination status. They know he's unvaccinated. When you when you talk about you know the Halloween party that was on, that was posted on Instagram. You can't be in those settings with, you know, three or more players if you're if you're unvaccinated, and he didn't have a mask on. You've seen him in pressers with no mask on. So the question now is, okay, the league needs to get involved. They need to get the security tapes to see what's what's been going on behind the scenes. And, like, there should be some type of repercussion. There's no question the league has to come down hard on this situation because – it's a situation where you can't have people running afoul of the of the protocols that's set for all thirty two teams in the National Football League.
0: So why now, D Wood, are we gonna try to come down? Because it sounds like based on Rob Domoski's um reporting Everyone has known where this situation has been since day one. So why now are we going to go back and cry foul and, 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 and raise an uproar when we've known for the better part of two months? Why do that now? Just because
1: he's been caught, quote unquote? It's accountability, Booger. I mean, isn't that it, isn't that what it's all about? It's about being accountable. You know, uh, we've seen you know, we saw the the Baltimore Ravens. They ran a foul of, of, you know, of the covid you know, uh, violating COVID protocols, and they had severe punishment. We saw um, the, the Denver Broncos where the players, I think they tried to take out the monitoring device and, and that the players were, had, to, had to wear last year, and, they, and the hammer got brought down hard on them. This is about accountability. You know, you can't have anyone running the foul regardless of who the player or the organization is. You're right. I will agree with that. In those cases, there was
0: deception involved. I think in this you, case you don't think there was deception with, with the way Aaron Rodgers described it, described his status? Absolutely. There was some intent to deceive. However, based on the reporting Everyone knew and had already qualified him as unvaccinated in August. So regardless of what he said at the press conference, the NFL, the NFLPA, the independent epidemiologists, I hope I'm saying the right word. They had all determined he was unvaccinated. So everyone knew this back in August. So regardless of what he said, everyone agreed he is unvaccinated. So I guess my question is. Why try to punish him now
1: when they knew back then? But okay, but again, I'm going to go back to. I just cited a couple points. The 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 Halloween party. There are specific okay. things in the protocol. You know how stringent the protocols are for yeah, unvaccinated crazy. players. That's I'm citing just one right off the top where he violated, um in that in that Halloween party, um the the his pressers. You have to be, you know we see Carson Wentz who's not you know who's unvaccinated. When you see him do press, you know, presses, he has his mask on. We don't see Aaron, we we haven't seen Aaron Rodgers wearing masks when he has his presses. So that's just you know, those are a couple of examples that I cite as to why the league needs to look into this matter.
2: Chris Carland, along with Booker McFarland for greeting on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, joining us in studio, Damian Woody, Odell Beckham, and how that situation is playing out. By the way. Uh, his father has just come out and made sure to give proper credit for the production of that video <laughs> to, quote, J. Daddy Productions. Okay. I'm putting that J. Daddy Productions. That's, That's what Daddy. it says. Meanwhile. J. Daddy
0: sounds like he's linked to this company in D. Wood. You'll recognize this one. Uh, Carlin, uh, you won't recognize it, and I'm not going to explain it. A production company back in the day called Sugar Walls. I'll just leave it at that. Uh,
1: uh, Yes, you're right, Bo. You're right about that.
2: (laughs) Meanwhile, Browns safety John Johnson said in the last few minutes, the majority of the locker room would love to have him in this building flat out. All right, this is obviously not going to end with Beckham in Cleveland because he's been told to stay home again for a second straight day. Is this, when you hear something like that, and we know what the situation is with Mayfield – What are the grander implications here of moving on from Odell Beckham?
1: Well, listen, I don't think it changes the dynamics of the Cleveland Browns at all. You know, actually, you can make – I mean, the evidence is clear. The Cleveland Browns were a better team last year, especially in the postseason with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. not there. So we know the identity of the Cleveland Browns. They are a run-first team. Okay, they want to run the ball first. That is their identity. Their offensive line and the two backs that they have in the backfield. That's where everything starts as it relates to the Cleveland Browns offense. Jarvis Landry, he's a you know big part of the passing game. But ultimately, you know it's up to Baker Mayfield to continue to make plays in the passing game. But this team is always going to be run first. So. I will, Odell Beckham Jr. on not on this roster is not going to affect the Cleveland Browns at all as it relates to how they want to play offense.
0: So with that being said, D-Wood, why do you get past Tuesday's trade deadline realizing that this past Sunday he only had one target or I think one catch for three yards? And you get past Tuesday realizing this is a player that you do not necessarily use. This is a player that doesn't want to be here. How do you explain... The Cleveland Browns
1: organization are getting past Tuesday with him still being on the roster. That's a great question, Booker. I wish I had the answer to it, but it doesn't make any sense to me. We've seen the evidence time and time again. It, this is not working in Cleveland. It is clearly not working. You know whatever the case may be, whether you know Oda Beckham Jr. Has, is in decline, well, you know you could make, there's a, plenty of arguments that's out there right now. Between that, Baker mayfield, whatever the case may be. But the chemistry is not there. And the Cleveland Browns have lost three out of four. They're last place in the AFC North. Why would you want to continue further with Odell Beckham Jr. on the roster? You don't need that as an organization right now when you're trying to you know, battle and fight your way back into the mix. If I'm Andrew Barry, I'm cutting ties now. Because I don't, want, I don't want to continue talking about it. It's a distraction. I'm trying to move on so the team can be focused on what's really important, and that's the, 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 that's the upcoming games coming up.
2: Last one here on Beckham. Damian Woody with us in studio. Is the juice worth the squeeze for some other team with Odell Beckham in the league at this point?
1: Listen, I, listen, I've, I, I have my doubts about Odell Beckham Jr. I, I think he's more reputation than anything right now. Um, we you know we haven't seen a, a you know a really productive Odell Beckham Jr. since New York. That's some that's been some time ago. Um, but I think that in the right situation, do I think he could be a you know a, a, a good player? Yeah, I think you know look at maybe Las Vegas Raiders. Look at what was happening to the, you know the unfortunate you know incident with with Henry Ruggs and him not being on the team anymore. You know could they use a threat? you know, to go along with Derrick Carr? Possibly. Um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. needs to get with a, uh, an, an established quarterback, established yes. organization, someone that, that it, you know, organization, quarterback that's bigger than him. Not the yep. other way around. And I think it's got to be a situation where he needs to find his role. You're going to be playing with an elite quarterback. And then at that point, it's up to you to make things happen. And I think, you know, that's why I say Las Vegas Raiders possibly. Maybe the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. You know, that could be a possibility. But he needs to go somewhere with an established veteran quarterback. I think that's really, really important.
0: You know, D what I agree with you about him needing an established quarterback. I disagree. I think he still is an elite talent. I just think that he hasn't been think about this now. When he was with Eli Manning early on, he put up historic numbers, the great catches, et cetera. He gets hurt. Uh, he's coming back. He, goes to, he gets traded to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield has never been the answer in Cleveland, so the numbers have waned. And people actually think now that Odell has kind of lost some of the juice. I still think he is a top-five talent at the position. And if you put him with any, an elite thrower, a Matthew Stafford, an Aaron Rodgers, a guy that when he runs that out route, that ball is going to be there waiting on him, I think he will put up the same numbers he put up with Eli, Eli Manning.
1: Well, you know, listen – that's what I, you know, does, at this point, for me, it's like the, the, the production doesn't match the talent. And so that's why I think, for, you know, for me, it's imperative to get to a situation where he can, you know, rejuvenate his career. Because right now his career is just stalled.
2: Wood, twenty seconds. Who you got tonight? Thursday Night Football. Mike White and the Jets and the
1: Colts. Man, I'm going with. I'm, man, I'm going with the. I'm going with the Mike White experience right now. Oh, cut, <laughs> cut the cord. The cut Mike Mike the cord. The Mike White experience right now. Listen, that's the. Uh, listen, Boog. You know, it, it's just a great story, man. We. I, I love stories like 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 these guys is making his first start, comes in, throws for. 405 yards, his his jersey, his ball got sent to the Hall of Fame. So, listen, we've we seen what the mess that's going on in Indianapolis, Indianapolis with Carson Wentz. Why not? I've seen stranger yeah. things happen. D. Wood, awesome stuff.
2: Thanks for stopping uh, by. Thank you, guys. Damian Woody joining us in studio. What if you could get the same type of rigor? that the pro leagues use for players into your hiring process? Well, you can when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you, and you can invite your top choices to apply for your job. No wonder four out of five employers who Post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, Booger, we got 10 seconds each. Who you got tonight?
0: Um, I'm going with the Colts. I I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be throwing balls Uh, left-handed. I like the Colts, and I think the Mike White experience has Um, Some of the rides are going back to California.
2: I agree. I'm going with the Colts, and I don't know that the Jets' defense is going to continue to play uh, at the same level that they did this past week, and I think that might end up being the biggest factor. Plus, if White gives it away, there you go. Well, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greenie on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available
0: wherever you get your podcast.